Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and I'm so happy to have you here with us this morning. But before we get into the word, we're going to take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for the beautiful weather that we get to enjoy, Lord. We thank you for the food that you've satisfied our bellies with, Lord, both your written word and the natural food, Lord. We thank you for your goodness, Lord, and the joy that we have in our lives and the laughter that we have in you, the life that we have in your presence and the restoration that we find in you, Lord. We ask that you will show us what you have for us this morning, Lord, that you'll minister to us our needs, Lord, and that you will continue to guide us as you've already said that you would, Lord. And we thank you for all things good and pertaining to life. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. So glad to have you with us as we continue to grow in our relationship with the Lord together. And and this, I'll say at this juncture, in studying 1 Thessalonians, we're learning how to stand on our faith, conducting and waging a good warfare, which is a spiritual warfare. So thank you for joining us. And this morning we're moving forward in chapter 4, and we're going to cover verses 9 through 12. So can I get a volunteer to read that section of scripture, please? I will. All right, promise. But concerning brotherly love, I you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do so toward you do so toward all the brethren who are in all Macedonia. But we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, to work with your own hands, as we commanded you, that you may walk properly toward those who are outside, and that you may lack nothing. Amen. Amen. So, as is our custom, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. Who would like to begin? I would. Something that the, the it just made me laugh a little bit, um, listening, thank you for reading the scripture promise, listening to you You're read welcome. it, and the the mind your own business part, and, the, and the, that just kind of stuck <laughs> out to me, because... For my own personality, I like to control things and I want it to be just so, just right. But the Lord was showing me that I failed um, plenty of times to control myself and to mind my own business. And it took me back to Matthew where the Lord was talking about the plank. Mommy, you called it a telephone pole in one of the in one of the episodes that we recorded. <laughs> they got a speck of sawdust and you got a telephone pole. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. And... Paul and his instruction and giving the, I wouldn't say qualifications, but you know, the markers of an orderly life that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. You're making sure you don't have said telephone pole in your own eye. That way you can see clearly to remove the, the sawdust out of your brother's eye. And you, it is not just about the natural sight, but you have all the equipment needed to edify them in love because that's what we're called to do. We're to edify each other in love so that they are restored to the Father. It does no good to be nasty because now they're 
even further from the Lord than when they first started. And you caused the, the, the furthering of the distance because you weren't where you were supposed to be. So what the Lord was showing me, just looking at my own life and how I interact with others, making sure that I'm orderly in my walk, not trying to order everybody else's walk, because I think this is what their life should look like, or I don't like the way they're doing something. But knowing that the Lord has ordained a purpose for them, and he will make sure he is, and the Lord will make sure that they walk the way God said he wanted them to walk, not the way Layla wants them to walk. And making sure that I am not a cause for stumbling for anybody else, whether it is younger children in the Lord or the older ones, because they they are still growing too. They haven't yet been reunited with the, with the king in the heavenly community just yet. So that means they still have maturation so it's important that we watch ourselves um as we're growing up in the lord to make sure we're not causing anybody else to stumble or being disruptive to the good work the lord is trying to perform mm-hmm. amen amen i enjoyed that mind your own business part two <laughs> I, the lord has he has told me that of many a time and mm-hmm. i i thank him for it you know um galatians chapter five lists the as one of the fruit of the spirit, self-control. And I mentioned that in the previous episode, God is interested in self-control, not other people control. Um, that's actually the devil that wants to control other people. Absolutely. And God says, you control yourself, but let me help you with my my spirit to do that, perfect it in a perfected way. Um, so this you know, is a sign of maturity. And I think this is something that the Holy Spirit had to teach Paul himself, mind your own business. Because if you guys remember to his, his introduction to the church was him taking it upon himself to go to the leaders and get letters. So then now he can journey to stop all the other people who were living their lives for Christ and put them in jail and to bind them man and woman and make sure that they suffered because they were doing something that he thought they should not do. So that is a a wonderful message that the Lord is passing on through the <laughs> Apostle Paul. But then you also get to see his growth that and the maturity that the Lord has worked in him. So he can now say, hey, this is the life, not being a busybody, which is what he was doing beforehand. And I found myself being busy and I was all too eager to help someone else sin or to try to punish them in a way that I thought was fitting for whatever crime that I deem that they committed. And I'm just being honest. Um, but the Lord is saying, I want you to work on you. You don't have time to work on anybody else because you are so busy working on you, me and you working on you together. Right? Yes, Molly. Um, and I also enjoyed in uh, verse 12, um, again, the focus that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may lack nothing. So walking properly towards those who are outside, learning how to treat unbelievers. Not yet believers, yes, right. exactly. And some they may they be a, they may be a not yet believer or they may be a never believer. Mm-hmm. That's between them and the Lord, but how do you act towards them is the bigger thing. Sometimes when we get saved, especially when we're new in our walk with Christ, we want everybody to get saved. You need Jesus now. And you're right. We're right about that. But our eagerness to make sure everybody um, avoids the fire that we just, uh, Sheol and Lake of Fire, like we just avoided it. We just, you know, phew, we just made it to safety and we want other people to come to safety. Sometimes we get those magnifying glasses and we get our binoculars out and we start managing other people's lives. And we're from 
in our intention and our motive for the most part, we're trying to help them, but it usually ends up being, we try to put Christian standards on top of the world and expect the world to act like believers. And they don't. Dogs don't act like ducks. They act like dogs because they're dogs and not saying unbelievers are dogs, but I'm just saying that's one of the more notable animals that we can identify behavior with. So we can go, Oh, right. Cats act like cats. They don't act like dogs. They don't act like birds. And if they tried it, it would not work out so well. We'd go, that cat is crazy. (laughs) You're a cat. Don't you know you're a cat? So cats meow, fish swim, dogs bark. And believers are the ones who have an accountability to God to behave like God. Unbelievers are going to act like their father, the devil. So does that mean that we just let, you know, unbelieving actions run our lives or push us into acquiescing from the authority that we have in Christ Jesus or um, condone unrighteous behavior? No, but there's a way that we interact with unbelievers that allows that that unbeliever to have an opportunity to come to Christ if they want to, right? When they're ready, when the Lord is while simultaneously still operating in the power and authority the Lord has given you to guard and govern what he has taken care of. And that by that, I mean earth or the choosing ground. Absolutely. So we, we because we are made in his image and his likeness, we're able to operate on a spiritual level and a natural level. And we're able to navigate between how, what's the expectation of other believers per se, like, as we help edify each other towards walking towards the Lord, first of all, making sure we're doing our job towards our heavenly father ourselves, but how do we act with believers? And then how do we, what's the expectation and not act like we have two faces, but what's our expectation of believers and of unbelievers and how do we uh, walk in love with them so that they are not hindered, as you said, Layla, in their efforts to either come to Christ or grow with the Lord. Yes, ma'am. Right. So understanding that we were carried about with, with ungodliness, idolatry, sexual immorality, dishonesty, all of those things that are contrary to the Lord at one point, and the Lord was able to deliver us by his grace and his mercy and still applying that to the unbeliever and, um, you know, not being a stumbling block to those who are already currently believers, but then also don't isolate yourself away from unbelievers. Christ did not go, ew, you can't touch me. That was the Pharisees that said, Mm -hmm. no, we're only going to be around religious people who we approve of and we think in our religious mindset are uh, deserving of our presence, you know. You, for, For having an incorrect mindset, like somehow that was going to keep them unstained, but then they engaged in, wait, back, they did back up a few verses, right? Uh, verses one through eight that we read, they were engaging in things of the like, right? and not treating their brothers and sisters in the love of God and brotherly love mm-hmm. aspect of God's love. So how did that work out for them? It didn't, nor can it ever mm-hmm. have to operate function in the Lord standing on his word, operating in faith. And well, going back to verse eight, being led and guided by Holy spirit. Absolutely. So for us, as we grow in our walk with Christ, so even after the, we have to understand what's the balance, how do we Mm -hmm. behave and around. So for example, those who are outside, that would be outside of the body of Christ, unbelievers. We don't act like we're too good to speak to them and we don't want their dirty 
their dirty looks to look at us. We don't want their eyeballs to, to fall upon us because we're better than they are. But also we don't join in their behaviors, which is the first part of um, chapter four here in sec, uh, First Thess- Thessalonians chapter four, the first parts that we read already. We also don't join into their behavior and we don't participate like them, right? Christ ate with sinners. He went to their households, but not so that he could go throw back a, you know, a, a logger and go, yeah, bro, let's go do this sin. That's not why he was there. He was there as the light that God was shining through to offer and show a pathway to deliverance and salvation. He brought the power of God, the character of God, and the nature of God and the provision of God to the scene so the unbelievers could reach out to God. But never for one second did he engage in indulgence in with them, and he wasn't even tempted. He knew his purpose amongst the unbelievers, which is, again, to throw that life raft, to throw them an opportunity, be that opportunity present so that they could connect to the power of God and receive help and deliverance. So there is a balance on all accords. You manage yourself and you possess your being. You walk around in holiness and sanctification and then go where God sends you. But when you go to those unbelievers, don't be appalled that they're being unbelievers. Don't be shocked that they're being unbelievers and acting in an unsanctified manner because that's where they are at that moment. But you continue to demonstrate the light and Jesus didn't bludgeon them over the head and beat them with his Bible and, you know, tear open his, his tunic and show them "Ah!" light blind, you know, blinding in their eyes and preach a sermon right there in their face and spitting in their eyeballs. And you know what I mean? Telling them that that they were going to Sheol. He didn't badger them and abuse them. Didn't condemn them either. He didn't condemn them. He didn't mistreat them. He loved them. It's the goodness of God that draws men unto repentance. Did he condone their sin? No, he told them it was wrong, but he wasn't doing it in a way that harmed them. It may have hurt their flesh for them to go, Ooh, I look like that. But he loved them with the love that God provides with the love of the father and gave them an opportunity. So when we are carrying ourselves, just understanding that we walk properly towards those who are outside because the Lord determined that we should not be taken out of this world. When he went home to, you know, when he was getting ready to go to the cross, he said, I don't, I'm not asking you to take them out of this world because we're here to be a light, but that he would keep us while we're in this world and guide us and direct us and how to be a light so that others can come towards him. And also a confirming and an encouraging light to those who are already in Christ that we strengthen each other and we continue to walk forward towards the Father in Christ Jesus. Well, Layla and Mom, you both brought up talking about verse 11. 11. And the Lord also had me go over a similar point. And Mom, you're talking ultimately, Paul's saying here, mind your own business. And once you're able to once you have your life in order, then you can maybe focus on what other people are doing. As in, once you have what God asks you to do, and once you're obedient completely, then you can maybe think about helping someone else. And there's always a context of don't take it upon yourself. He'll send you. He knows when you're ready, he'll send you. Let him, you work with him, and he'll let you know when it's time for the next phase. Yes. Mm-hmm. But be willing. Mm-hmm. Yes, and the Lord first reminded me of how, with the Pharisees, how they wanted to do everything and they wanted to proselytize one person, but because they didn't have everything that God asked them to have, they ended up bringing, 
tearing that person away. And, and, and by tearing them away, you mean the scripture says they made them twice the son of the devil as themselves? Yes. Okay. So it also shows what manner of spirit they were truly operating in. Mm-hmm. Yes. But please continue, sir. And how, while we may not have quite those intentions, but if we don't allow the Lord to teach us, and if we ourselves look dirty or nasty on the outside, what mm-hmm. good is that going to do to, to that person? Mm-hmm. And the inside. And if we are dirty and nasty on the inside. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if we don't allow the Lord to teach us and to guide us completely, it's going to do that person no good. Mm-hmm. And the Lord brought me to Proverbs nineteen six through 7, which says, Many treat the favor of, of the nobility, and every man is a friend of one who gives gifts. All the brothers of the poor hate him. How much more do his friends go far from him? He may pursue them with words, yet they abandon him. Mm. While this section may seem as though it's talking about um, physical wealth and prosperity, it's also talking about how we carry and conduct ourselves inside of the world. If we're too busy trying to be nosy and trying to assume until, for example... If we believe that every person who does not attend our church is unsaved and try to go convert them, it's going to do them no good because they're not actually listening to the Holy Spirit. And the person is going to bring shame and discredit upon the gospel. Hmm. So so if I understand what you're saying correctly, right, just for myself and, and also for the listeners, it's more than just bringing them into a relationship, right? Just like a parent to a child. You not only have to bring the child into the, the world, mm-hmm. but now you have to teach it, train it, admonish it, raise it, so it can grow, mature into the place of a parent, mm-hmm. right? A father. Yes. So we should, especially pastors and, and whatnot, our, or the, those that the Lord has assigned to our care, it's our children, right? Mm-hmm. And in this case, as we're talking with the Apostle Paul and those, the Thessalonians, right? Those at mm-hmm. Thessalonica should grow and not remain as spiritual infants, nor natural infants, right? The same thing is required of us. And isn't that part of the fruit that Paul is, has been talking about here? You're, you're our, our prize. You're our reward. You're the, right? He's saying you're the fruit of the the things that we have labored for in the Lord for you. Mm-hmm. So you can see the fruit also, right? Yes. Okay. So I just want to, I just want to make sure I understood it and that the listeners can understand so they too can receive it. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Yes, Dan. What else? And also talking about how that as you mentioned their fruit and how something Lachaus would say to Layla and I that for example if we were trying to convince Lachaus for example that something was so great Lachaus would tell us you like it so much he don't even know the basics which the same applies for us as you mentioned if we're we must be constantly alert that we're actually maturing inside of God, not remaining stagnant or 
complacent in the position that we have at the moment, as in our relationship with God, not inside of the church, whether or not we're in leadership or not, but whether or not we're going deeper with God. Layla? Um, just a quick preview. I would love to talk about the quietness of life in the next episode. Me too. All right. Glory <laughs> to God. Okay. Well, wonderful. Well, let's pause there for today. And when we resume this on the next episode, we'll give each of you the opportunity to begin discussing that. So with that, can I get a volunteer to close this out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the message that you've given us today. Lord, we thank you for taking the opportunity to focus our efforts and our attention on you, Lord, so that we're walking holy and blameless, upright and pleasing in your sight, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to help our brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, and we thank you that you're helping them, Lord, that you are fathering them, Lord, that you are training them and caring for them, Lord. We thank you for the divine protection, provision, and correction that you've given us, Lord, and that you always provide, and we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In amen. Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.